This is Creatives Incorporated, where we take a look at the process and inspiration of creators. I'll be your host. My name is Travis. I'm a commercial photographer and production sound mixer based in Pensacola, Florida. Episode 5, Kitty Get a Job with Chris Chidala. Dubbed by me as the Gimbal Ninja due to his camera skills and penchant for a black wardrobe, Chris Jadala joins us. Besides being a professional cinematographer and owner of Calliope Films, Chris is an extremely active member of his local community. He founded the successful YouTube sketch comedy group Kitty Get a Job. He served as the co-director and director of photography for the film Scam County and vice president of the Indie Art Council Pensacola. Today, we talk about the formation and projects of Kitty Get a Job, the importance of community support for the arts, and collaboration. Thanks for joining us. All right, today we have the owner of Calliope Films, vice president of the Indie Art Council, new board member of PLT, founder of Kitty Get a Job, and the co-director and DP of Scam County. Today we have Chris Jadala. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the the founding of your interest in film. I know this goes all the way back to your school days oh, yeah. uh, through college. And then, you know, getting a group together like Kitty Get a Job and, and how that's trained up and kind of helped you feed, you know, the crew you need for Calliope Films. Of course. Um, let's see. Well, I've been, uh, been pointing cameras for most of my life, I think, uh, I had a handy cam when I was a little kid. You know, you can find some of my first short films from when I was like five years old. You know, doing stuff with my brothers with a, in our underwear with a uh, towel, you know, clothes pinned around our neck and running around the house and that kind of thing. Um, but high school is really where I decided this is what I wanted to do, which is uh, interesting. High school is like a very transformative time for me as a creative. And in fact, a lot of things that I learned and do there, I still do today. Big shout out to WPHS at Pace High School. Thanks for being great. But without that program, I would not be where I am now, which is a crazy thing to say, but it's very true that you were able to get such a great thing out of high school. Um, in fact, you know, learned a bit more there even than I did in my college days and, and got more out of what I did there than I did in college. But that's where I fell in love with sketch comedy and making silly videos and fell in love with SNL. And uh, that's where I learned to collaborate with other creatives and, and make funny and silly videos. And in fact, it was, um, you know, the dream was to go do stand-up comedy and then go try out for SNL and then get on SNL. And that was the, that's what we were going to do. I didn't know you had a, a, I knew you had a, a passion in sketch, but I didn't know it went as far as a profession in comedy up to SNL days. So oh, that yeah. is, it's big. So how did you go from wanting to perform to getting more on the, the directing, DPing camera side? Hmm. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Um, I still like to perform and I still enjoy doing it. I um I know a lot of people that are way better at it than me, so that's kind of part of it. Putting them, you know, putting putting them where the strong suits are, putting them in front of the camera and not and not me. Um still love performing. Um, you know, I was I was in drumline and it was a huge thing. I performed all the time, performed music, everything in between. I did I even did stand up a little bit, all kinds of stuff. Um but uh, yeah, I think I really fell in love with um, storytelling, of course, and, and just being able to manipulate the image to tell that story. Like um, you can control every little bit, whereas, you know, kind of if you're a performer or an actor, 
Um, it's a beautiful thing as well, and you can control everything that you're doing. But, you know, if you're a great actor and the camera's, camera work is bad or the lighting isn't complimentary or the story, the script is just not, not well written, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately you can be the, the best actor there is and it's just not going to work. It's not going to look right. It's not, the story's not going to be told right, that kind of thing. And then vice versa. You can be the, the most talented DP and director in the world, but if your actor is not doing it, your viewers are out. Um, but I, I really fell in love with being able to, to control the lighting and the look and feel of something. And I used to always say you should be able to watch something on silent, no words, no anything, and know what the story's trying to tell you just through the visuals. And uh, that's something that, I don't know, I just fell in love with that process, being able to I'd go for that. You know, Obviously, that's my goal. I hope you could watch anything that I do on silent and you know what the story is. That's kind of in my mind when I'm creating something or crafting something that's always present. Like, you're watching this without sound. Could you know what it's about? And then if you answer is yes, then I've done my job at least the bare minimum. I've done that. So, And anyway. storytelling on any level, especially when it comes to the visual mediums, it's a collaborative art. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need a lot of people to help you out. It sounds like that was your siblings growing up, your yeah. brothers, um, and then probably friends as you got through middle and high school. Oh, yeah. So a program like Pace High School's a video program, you would have had classmates and teachers oh, yeah. uh, signing stuff. But uh, once you got out of a structured collegiate level, you know, even into the college settings, you know, you're mm-hmm. having to pull a bunch of friends in and, oh, yeah. and such like that. Was that one of the, the impetus for you to start Kitty Get a Job or was that afterward? I've been, I've been trying to start something like Kitty Get a Job since like the day I walked out of high school because, you know, sadly I was, uh, I was optimistic and like, oh, we're just going to keep creating after high school. The same guys, we'll do it, we'll get together. And of course that doesn't happen, it doesn't work out. Um, but no, I've, I've been trying to create something like Kitty Get a Job, you know, since 2009. Um, and I tried many times. You know, we had... I knew what it needed to be, and I and I had an idea of what it needed, what it took to make it that way, you know. And for a while, I was you know one of those guys that was posting on Facebook like, "Who wants to help me shoot something?" Which um, I think is just the worst way to do it. <laughs> the sadly, there's some people that do that, and if you're out there and you're doing that, stop doing that. That doesn't. It, it to me, it, it it'll spark conversation, but 99% of the time, you might get a few messages. You guys will talk, and then nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the best case scenario if anybody mm-hmm. even talks to you. But it's such a, um, an unmotivated way, I think, to go about it. Like, you have to make it happen. Pull the people together yourself, get face to face with them, get coffee with them, whatever, and build those relationships from the ground up mm-hmm. and build the team slowly that way. Don't just, does anybody want to help me shoot something? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, uh, doesn't work. And even if it does work, you're most likely not going to be working with the people you want to work with or the best people for that job. Because people who will say yes to that kind of stuff are just, it's just not, not the kind of people you want to attract, I don't think. So if that's worked for you, I'm sorry for crapping all over your idea. But um, I think the way to do it, uh, at least what's worked for us and what I, it's kind of been the model for other folks too. And I, it's funny, I did this without knowing that, but this is how other groups work as well. Um, but no, I tried to get people together many times for something mm-hmm. like Kitty Get a Job. Before it was Kitty Get a Job. Tried so many different things, probably four or five times. Uh, trying to get people to meet once a week and create stuff. And then we'd get, you know, two months in and people would stop showing up um, and, and it just fell apart. We'd plan shoots. They never happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I call it the, the Pensacola curse, but really it's more the creative curse. You know, you talk, 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 and nothing happens. And I couldn't stand it. Um, 
But luckily I met um, a few people that were motivated enough to keep it going. Uh, Kyle Golden being one of the very first. Um, even going back as far as to like Sam Shields, she was huge um, in, in making it making this happen. Yeah, I was like, me, Kyle, and Sam to start it off for Kitty to get a job. And um, we started producing and, you know, actually we were going to produce Kyle's feature film, which didn't happen, um, but it got us together in meeting. Um, but um, yeah, that was, that was really the, the thing of it. Whenever I learned how to make Kitty get a job or before it was Kitty get a job, when I made, I made the meeting more about other people. It wasn't about even the content. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you know, our mission statement is we want to help you get what you want to be. You know, whether that be learning how to light a scene better, how to operate a camera, develop an acting reel, whatever that is, that's what this is for first. Mm-hmm. It's to help you move along in your career or your creative adventures, whatever it is. Um, that's what it is first. And then second, we produce sketch comedy. Um, and with that, at the heart of it, it, people are way more like, you know, we have way more s- stake in it. People have more stake in it. You know, I used to, if you have a meeting of five people and walk in there and I'd pitch an idea and then nobody would say anything. We had no, nobody would share an opinion. Everybody would just say, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Now I walk into the room and it's 15 people and we'll say something and we'll debate every detail uh, for hours. Like every time, and everyone has an opinion. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have egos now. It's great. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, I taught, a film, uh, taught a filmmaking course for seven years for one of our local schools. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they were required to do was after a whole series of pitches and votes to come up with a topic for the short film because they spent the entire four months making one short together Right, is uh, they had to write it together um, using a program called Writer Duet. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of like a Google Doc, but it's like Google Doc and Celtics had a baby. So it's a writing program for script writing, for screenplays. But if everyone is logged into the same shared user, mm-hmm. so they all have accounts, but it's one document they're all sharing. That's awesome. One person can write, but everyone else sees the typing on their screen. So we'd have one person kind of as a head writer directing the table, one person kind of transcribing it, and everybody else is just fighting for the story. And they're just fighting for their idea. And that's why I think that debate is Mm -hmm. so critical because by the time they had that done, by the time that all those arguments were settled, they were a crew and they all had ownership of the material. Even if their idea didn't win out, their idea was heard and influenced what did win. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, I think that's critical for a group that's going right. to create together to you know, said everyone needs to be heard. That's exactly it. You know, I, I think I'm, I'm such a stickler for that, that idea and making sure everyone's credited properly and all that kind of stuff. But everyone in the room is credited as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like I said, the smallest idea, maybe they didn't get go through, but it, yeah, it inspired another idea. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have our lead writer, whoever wrote the sketch. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. You know, we... We vote two sketches in at a time. Anyone can bring a sketch in to be voted upon. We pitch our sketches. We go over pros and cons of each sketch. Then we vote. And vote in two at a time. And then the lead, the lead writer has a very strong voice um, on the creative of the sketch. And, you know, that's, that's something that's really special to Kitty Get a Job as well. Is you're getting something that you've taken, you've written, and now it's going to be produced. And you also have, you have a voice in it. It's not just being snatched away once the director gets a hand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, um, that's exactly it. Everyone has to have a voice. Everyone has to be a part of it. Or there's why would they volunteer their time to just come and be a grip? Like that's not yeah. fun. There was a, uh, I mean, you've had a number of wonderful shorts come out of Kitty Get a Job. Um, 
going back, one of my favorites was the, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the fight scene one you had mm. that Benjamin Murphy shot. Yeah, and you Steel were, Death you two. were one of the actors in it. What was it mm-hmm. called? Steel Death 2. Steel Death 2 was fantastic. It was a really great choreography. A lot of time went to that, I'm sure. Um, but more recently, I think everyone would, if they went and saw the Kitty Get a Job YouTube page, look them up, um, was your, the bathroom. Oh yeah. One. And I remember before that happened, it was just a couple days before you guys were in rehearsals. I was over uh, at Sean Peterson's place and Sean and I were talking about what was going on. We were talking about another job he had coming up and he was looking for ideas and I was one of many people he'd been talking to about it. Um, But then we got talking about the sketch and it sounded like it was one, one big dance that you guys were having to go through. How many takes did that bathroom scene take because it's all one shot yeah and it's all legitimately one shot there's no like secret cuts or anything like mm-hmm. that just didn't uh, we just chose not to do it that way and um there wasn't really an easy spot to do that um but gosh yeah that was um it's a fairly narrow bathroom with about 18 people in it is what it looked yeah, like it was ridiculous it was it was but it was like the look we loved it so much oh it's fantastic bathroom um yeah it was, it was kind of perfect um I think all in all, we did that whole thing, I want to say it was 18 or 19 times on the day of, not counting. I mean, we had three separate rehearsals mm-hmm. for that. Uh, just getting there, we had, and all, all the cast came to those rehearsals every time and figuring out how are we going to do it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, that's definitely something else with Kitty Get a Job is that it's not just, you know, um, it's not just about the joke or whatever it is also about the technical um and it's all about the production too mm-hmm. that's my playground as well for me to try new things and and uh, constantly pushing the status quo of what's acceptable and kitty get a job and that's a, it's a great thing and also you know we've set the bar so high for ourselves that you know we can't just there's no just limping into a sketch it's all or nothing mm-hmm. um so no and that sketch was yeah that was that was intense every single hand was being used you know people hiding you know in the stalls you know at our our focus puller was mm. with a wireless monitor hiding in that stall uh he followed me out the door he's almost like you can almost see him in one of the takes but we got him out um there's a guy hiding behind another door my, my producer tyler is hiding behind the door operating the fog machine and the fake flames uh that we simulated on the wall um i mean every little detail that was uh, i mean from an art direction to um, focus pulling to the camera operation. I mean, that was a full-on, you know, it was one of the biggest shoots we've ever done. Uh, it was challenging. Three-minute take without stopping in and out of a tiny bathroom. Yeah. Um, but we all were better creators after having done it. I yeah. I can tell you that. And uh, I learned so much about the one the one take, which is kind of the, if you're a DP or a director, like the one take, you got to do it. You got to try it. That's the, the big thing you got to try. And we tried it, you know, and it definitely wasn't like a half- Mm-hmm. You know, half-assed attempt. It was a full-on attempt. Yeah. On a well, and it was uh, kind of a a combination of a walk and talk into yeah. a one shot, <laughs> back out to a walk and talk mm-hmm. as she's you know kind of high five and then yeah. chatting with people. So mm-hmm. just you know, email that over to Aaron Sorkin if you needed you yeah. know a new camera guy here, Jeez, art director. Nice. No, that was insane. I mean, I've already I've already done ten thousand things I would have done differently now to make it better. Yeah. Um, even you know from the from the direction of the sketch uh, down to my execution, well, uh, but yeah, you know there's the old Adam that films do not get released; they escape. Yeah, that's what it is. Not for sure. Every time, I mean, every shoot ever, there's always like, man, I could have done that better. Man, mm-hmm. that was that was just okay. Or I, this little tweak would have made the difference. Like, 
that's just a torturous thing. And that is mm. part of this job. Yeah. There's nothing is, there's never, there's never enough. It's never good enough. It's never just part of it though. So after moving out of, you know, college and forming, getting a job and finding this group of people, you're also finding a lot of professional success with Calliope Films. Mm. When did that start? Was that, did that predate? And that's been growing and been very successful for you. And you've been doing a lot of commercial advertising uh, and even narrative work with it. Mm -hmm. So when was the bridge between those two ventures? Um, well, yeah, I've, been, I've been very lucky to, I point a camera for a living. I'm extremely lucky for that. Um, yeah, I, um, I have been, you know, kind of doing freelance production of some kind for, how old am I now? Um, okay, about 10 years-ish. Some kind of production of, you know, whatever from, you know, I started doing weddings. I started doing tiny little videos as I could. Mm -hmm. so I think everyone did. Um, weddings are a great way to get started and learn. And uh, there's actually some fantastic wedding videographers in town now. Wedding cinematographers. I won't even, I'm not going to say videographer. That's yeah. a good word. I was a wedding videographer. Mm -hmm. They are now wedding cinematographers. They are very different skill right. sets. They are very different oh, yeah. quality standards. So yeah, thank you. Wedding cinematographers in Pensacola. There's yeah. some great ones that do some yeah. excellent work now. Um, and really just take it to the next level. And um, so, I mean, it's a great way to try out new things. Anyway, the question, which was, Calliope Films and Kitty get a job. So, yeah, I've been trying to, yeah, doing some kind of work for 10 years. And then Calliope Films um, is, I guess, about three years old officially on paper. You know, I've been kind of saying it's been existing for longer than that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, fake it till you make it, literally. Um, just because I, I had to do something, had to make something work, had to figure something out. And... Um, but no, so the beautiful thing is with Kitty Get a Job is that's where I hire all my crew from now for Calliope Films because they are the, I mean, they're the most trained crew in the area thanks to Kitty Get a Job. Um, and that's because we're always creating something, even when there is not, because mm -hmm. in Pensacola there is downtime for sure for video production, mm -hmm. ups and downs, as every, everyone will tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are always producing something. We're on a set at least once a month. At the very, very least. Mm. Um, so they're my hiring pool for Calliope Films, and they know all my gear, they know how I do things. And, you know, I, I look there first because they volunteer their time with Kitty Get a Job. And not only that, but, you know, in my opinion, for my purposes, they are the best because mm -hmm. they already know how I do everything, and they're on set all the time. And I, people would ask me, you know, advice, and I would say, if you're, there's two ways to get in this industry it's either move to a big market where it already exists and just get on set. Mm -hmm. You'll start as a PA, you'll be a PA for two, three years, and then work your way up. Mm -hmm. And there's no problem with that at all. I have, I've got friends who do that now, and I'm thankful they did, because now mm -hmm. I've got these awesome connections in New York. Um, and they're incredibly talented and incredibly successful. Um, the other way to do it is if you're in a market like Pensacola, um, you, have to, um, you have to produce something nonstop. If you're not producing something all the time, um, there's no way you're going to excel. Mm -hmm. in a market like this so it's like because the work is not there to support um crafting your well crafting your craft and, and learning what you do you have to do it yourself mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the thing you're in a big market you go there you climb the ladder so to speak uh which is fantastic and, and a great way to do it or if you're in a market like this you always have to be creating something mm -hmm. and that was kind of a rule that i followed from the beginning and anyway. especially if you're focusing that's that's a requirement the way I've done things with TLP Media is a little differently. Um, mm -hmm. we're, uh, I'm a slash, which in LA, New York is a death sentence. You know, mm -hmm. are you, you know, the writer slash director slash producer? Mm -hmm. um, 
people want to know you as one thing because right. that's what they that's the box they have you in your head but to survive full-time here especially as largely a one-man band operation um mm -hmm. or small crew you know i'm started in audio right. and went from there to video and there to photography and um we have different client bases so in the region i'm mostly known as a photographer and videographer film, uh, cinematographer for my clients um but then all my national work that are that's outside of the panhandle area mm -hmm. um is is all sound still mm -hmm. and that happened very organically mm -hmm. um and so and you know things like that that happened but it, it allows me to kind of be tapped in all those pools i know most of the dps and cinematographers in the area i know the sound guys i know a lot of photographers um and i speak their languages to each of them um and so i'm more of a jack of all trades uh you know master of some of them <laughs> not all of them trying every day to to learn more um but uh it's a it's a it's a great group of people we have in the area and since i've had the the opportunity to work with so many of them and get to know them uh you know it's really relationship built you once you know who has the skills it's are they a hard worker are they a good personality to have on set and i think that's probably one of the greatest appeals for what you've done with pulling from kick at a job for calliope films is you know going in the probably the culture you're establishing with your company the work ethic and the camaraderie it's built in right and i think that is man any any client out there any business it's a beautiful thing yeah would look yeah. at you like why can't we do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, i appreciate that but no i mean i preach all the time you know how the set feels just as important as how the, the finished product is because they're they coincide mm -hmm. um so we fight really hard to keep you know the vibe and the feelings on set um just feeling great all the time because it's it's easy to get mad on set it's easy uh, to feel frustrated and you're going to all the time mm -hmm. you just have to know that's coming and be prepared to manage those emotions mm -hmm. um because there's never been a set in history that i've been on where everything went exactly as planned and there never will be in the history of sets mm -hmm. ever um that's why you do lots and lots of pre-production mm -hmm. when those plans do go wrong which they mm -hmm. will you're prepared mm -hmm. and you're also mentally prepared to say all right well this is what it is mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do and we stay calm and the set's great yeah so that's a huge thing on our sets just staying extremely calm very mellow my voice hardly changes from what you hear it right now pretty even most of the time and that's how it has to be i believe mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's a pretty great thing i always i say the three things you need to make it in this industry and this order is one, all of our relationships and who you know. That's the number one most important important mm -hmm. thing. Number two um, is being cool to work with. People have to enjoy your presence. Mm -hmm. Then number three is talent. And that's a, kind of a tough pill to swallow sometimes because you feel mm -hmm. like, well, if I'm the best, I'll get hired. It's like, no, no sadly you won't. Um, and I know a lot of people that are extremely talented, but they're they don't work. jerks. Yep. Or they, don't, they won't reach out of their bubble. They won't mm -hmm. go meet people. And yeah, without those, none, without those two, Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how talented you are. Yeah. You can have just the top one and be successful. You can mm -hmm. just know somebody and be successful. So unfortunately in this industry, and I feel like in most industries, some of them, some of them only have that, that first requirement. They have a relationship, they knew somebody, and that's why they're there. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of folks um, because it's like, well, dang, I mean, if I'm, I'm just trying to be the best and that's not enough, then why, mm -hmm. why even try? Well, don't let, don't let it get you down um, because, you know, I think... If you are one of those people that can have all three, you can mm -hmm. have the relationship, 
be wonderful to work with and have the talent, well, that's when you're, you know, working on a Nike commercial or working on the top tier stuff. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, those guys don't put up with, with crap. You know, when you're on those kinds of sets, you have to have all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that doesn't mean don't craft your talent either, because you have to have that. So work on your talent, develop those things, but don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people and shake hands and, and network and, and do that. You have to do it. Um, it's very, very important. That's how you will make it if you're trying to make it in this industry is that. Uh, and luckily, I've been very good at that. You know, I, you know, I used to sell credit card processing in a past life. And if you can sell that, you can sell anything. So uh, I learned how to network and I learned how to cold call and I can talk to anybody about anything and sell anything uh, because that's what I was, you know, my background is in business and marketing. So mm-hmm. that helped. So don't be afraid to talk. Yeah, and I, I, you've nailed it. I've, I often push and it's a, a theme that comes up again and again with all of the creators I've, I've talked to right. on the podcast. It's soft skills. Right. It's relationships. It's, you know, being liked. Because right. if, if people don't like you, you can't influence them. They don't care how talented you are. They don't want right. to put up with you day in and day out. And that is, that really happens on a film set. Um, I, you know, I'm sure you've had this experience where you show up to a set that you've been hired to be on, you meet the crew in the driveway or, you know, oh, on yeah. the location as you've pulled up cars, you're shaking yeah. hands, you walk in and the client has to think you're a team that's operated together for years. Right. You know, you have to look like it. And if you're a professional and you know how set works and you know your job, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, those people want to keep working with you, it doesn't come down to the the work you did. It comes down to the person you were. Right. And so you nailed that so well. And it sounds like that's something you're probably training these guys to do with Kid to Get a Job and then employing them with Calliope Films. Oh, yeah. And, and I kind of want to use this. Uh, I know I've spoken for a minute, but I want to use it as a springboard into the mm-hmm. next topic, which is, uh, you know, you've had these creative passions that we've established, but you seem to be springing out of that more into community work. Uh, so outside of just film, you're now on the Indie Art Council. Mm-hmm. as the vice president and you've been newly elected to the board for the Pensacola theater. Mm-hmm. And so those for a lot of people would seem disconnected from Calliope films and video production, sketch comedy. But I, I suspect that in your mind that all is, is toward one and the same goal. Am I right? Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. Um, so for me, I mean, I've always kind of been a, um, uh, I always call it fighting the good fight, you know, whether that be, you know, for film, but really any any of the arts in Pensacola. I think for whatever reason, I feel um, part of my personal mission is just to make the arts in Pensacola a little more bearable, uh, make it easier on the creatives and the artists. You know, it's already, I've said this a thousand times, it's already hard enough to be an artist, already hard enough to be a creator, and then it's already 10 times harder to be an artist or a creator or creative in Pensacola. So the very least we can do is try to facilitate them and put them in a position to succeed. So like that's what I'm really all about. Um, that's what Kitty Get a Job is. That's what the writers' meeting is. Uh, there was no freelance crew. There was no people. There was no grips. There was no gaffers in Pensacola or anything even close to it. Or you know, very few sound guys. Very few anyone who knew how to do things. You know, there was no there was a thing as a freelance art director. Was something we discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, that's always been my passion is getting training people to get them where they want to be i guess for me i know how hard it is to get what you want out of out of, out of your life out of your career out of your your passion it's difficult um so 
when I was kind of figuring out my way, I wanted to help other people do the same. Um, not that I have it figured out by any means, but I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in the position that I am. So I feel it's my duty to give back as I can because mm. uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard out there, especially in Pensacola. It's hard to, to be an artist. So I'm really passionate about just helping foster and facilitate arts in Pensacola by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, video is a great tool to use to get the word out to, uh, to practice art, whatever. It's a great thing, and it's a gift that I can give back, you know, as far as the Arts Council, I'll be doing all kinds of videos for them to help, you know, get us out there in, in a way that, that looks professional, but also fun and entertaining and all that stuff. Uh, you know, none of our content will look like it was rushed, even though it might be. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going, I'm really, I'm a stickler for that. I'm not, we'll not let anything come out that doesn't look exactly how it should, um, at least the best that we can do. Um, so yeah, no, I am, I'm newly on the board of PLT, Vice President of the Indie Art Council, and uh, yeah, that's all in part to just try to make the arts in Pensacola a little less crappy because it's been such a long, hard fight. And it's getting, it's the best time to be a creative in Pensacola than it's ever been right mm -hmm. now. It's the best, it hasn't been any better, but we still have a long way to go. You know, and I'm a huge uh, proponent for, I'm a huge stickler for getting artists paid, getting creatives paid uh, for their work. Um, something, you know, it's, it's enough of this, mm -hmm. you know, selling tickets to an event and then not paying the actors. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah, that's um, unfair. So it's, it's stuff that I'm going after, and people aren't going to like it, but I'm going to go after it because it's right. important. You know, don't get the, you know, the second line, the second line item, you know, it should be cover your costs. Second line item is pay your crew and, and cast. Mm -hmm. Then everything else. Yep. If you can't afford those two, everything else doesn't matter. Right. Um, sort of shifting that mindset, even if it's just something, because the problem is we have all these talented folks that get talented and then leave. Mm -hmm. Because why would they stay in a place that can't, you know, pay them for their talent mm -hmm. um so that's you know a huge thing something that i'm really fighting for and that's you know we, we have our first freelancers in pensacola in the film industry as far as i know kind of ever like our first freelance grips and mm -hmm. gaffers and there's been plenty of one-man bands i was the one-man band mm -hmm. you've been the one-man band but there's never been like i need a grip and like oh right. this guy grips grips this guy first acs mm -hmm. but thanks to you know kitty get a job and, and the work of some awesome people in the community we have freelancers now for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. I think that's, that's a huge step forward. And some of them are making a living being a freelancer. And that to me is, that's amazing. So, And it's, it also raises the bar when you focus on one thing. Right. You get better at it. Yeah. So I love that you're doing so much for the community now. Um, I love that you're having a passion for getting people paid, mm -hmm. valuing the artist. Um, and there's something I covered with another podcast interviewee that I believe valuing arts in communities is generational. Right. And what I mean by that is if a community doesn't show up to support, say, a film festival, a comedy festival, a play, right. if they do not pay the tickets, if they do come and they do pay the tickets, but those places do not pay the actors. If right. the crews cannot be paid, if there is no money flowing into the arts, they will wither and die in a community. But if a community invests in its arts, right. shows that it has the respect enough to pay the crews, pay the performers, show up, mm -hmm. you know, in that there are councils, schooling, and policies by governments in place to support those things 
it's going to thrive. And that is going to show those young people there's a hope for a future in that where they live and they will stay put. Or if they go off to learn more, they will want to bring those skills back. Generationally, you'll then have better and better arts and community. And that's what I mean by arts are generational. If you're going to support them, they will grow. Right. For sure. I mean, the struggle, the problem is, if I'm, one of the problems is now, kind of funny, um, that people uh, don't see the struggle and haven't seen the struggle of what it took to even get it where it is now. You know, even things like Kitty Get a Job or Improbable Cause, who is, you know, they're, they're crazy talented. I mean, I've, you've seen shows, I've mm-hmm. seen, you know, um, Second City and, and Upright Citizens Brigade, and they're on the same level as these mm-hmm. guys. Um, but there are new people that are joining these groups mm-hmm. um, that I think just kind of like, just kind of assume like, oh, poof, Kitty Get a Job, it's just there. Or poof, I see, it's just there. Mm-hmm poof, PLT, it's just there. It's like, well, no, I mean, it took a lot to get it where it is mm-hmm. now. So I think sometimes people don't always respect that struggle and knowing, I mean, how these people have been doing this for nearly for free for X number of years or for nothing for all these years and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes they don't see that. And really, I don't, I, I don't want them to have to see the struggle, but there is a certain level of respect that you have to have for like, yeah, these groups didn't just exist out of nothing. People risked a lot and put a lot on the line to make it happen. But yeah, I don't think people always um, understand that, oh yeah, it took a lot to get it where it is now. Uh, but I necessarily, I don't think they need to see that struggle. I think you spoke to it nicely. The community does have to come out and support, especially these newer ideas or you know, the stand-up comedy scene that's fighting for some legs in Pensacola. Um, yeah, at an open mic, not every stand-up comedian is going to knock you off your socks. Like, it's just how it goes. It's an open mic. You go to any open mic anywhere in the country, that's how it is. Um, yeah, it needs support, though. You have to show up. Come every single week. You'll find that, oh, crap, this is actually great sometimes. Uh, but it's an open mic. It's supposed to be cringy sometimes. It's just part of it. Go to the PLT shows. Go to live music. Go to the local band shows. Do these things. You have, we have, the community has to learn how to support itself. Um, and that's a huge one. And that comes down to a lot. I mean, I come comes down to me to a lot of marketing. I think that arts are marketed so poorly in Pensacola uh, that this doesn't get out. No one knows where to go, why to go, where to go. And that's a huge problem. Um, I see it as a great job. Probable Cause does a great job. And you'll see their shows are packed all the time, 100 mm-hmm. people all the time at those shows. Um, but no, I think the community as a whole needs to do a better job of getting the word out there and then and supporting, like, yeah, go to that show. And, you know, instead of the, you know, don't go to that restaurant that you've been to six times this week, just take one night off and go support the arts. Mm-hmm. And who knows, you might even enjoy yourself. Um, and then if you do, talk about it. Oh, but that's really it. I mean, that's how I see it's grown. That's how Kitty Get a Job has grown. Um, people have supported us, and, and, and we push ourselves pretty hard. I mean, we're, we're posting a couple times a week, something, um, just something. Um, but yeah, I, I think a, a lot of the problem in the arts in this community as well is that there's all these really, really talented artists and all these people that can affect change, you know, mm-hmm. the people with the money and the influence and, and the things like that. And they don't talk because they don't know how to talk to each other. Um, they're, you know, they're both just, just kind of, oh, sorry. They're both, they're both just kind of mean to each other. Um, and, and it's because they don't understand each other, don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So part of where I kind of see myself fitting in that scenario is being the middleman between the arts folks that don't want to talk to them and you know might 
have some negative thoughts. And, and these folks, you just don't know how to communicate with these people who know that they can benefit each other in big ways. Um, so that's a huge problem, I think. We have all these people that can affect change, all these people that are really talented and, and artists, but they won't talk. So I'm trying to bring them together. And that's kind of, that's my, 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 one of my biggest missions is get these people to communicate in a way that's effective and where things can happen. Because I talk to these guys all the time and they're like, yeah, if they would just show up, like if they would just show up and, and pitch me something, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Like all these artists, all these like, hey, I would totally do it. There's so many empty walls in Pensacola. Like, yeah, we want murals in all of them. Why not? Mm-hmm. And these folks like, oh no, we're not going to go waste our time and whatever and all that stuff. And it's like, so it's just trying to connect those dots, which I, I see where both sides are coming from. So it's like we need people in the middle to bring them together, not just me, lots of people. As we're closing down, we've we've covered, you know, kind of from your beginnings through, you know, your schooling, your your starting of, you know, Calliope films. Am I still saying that right? I like people to say it however they want. Okay. I, I say Calliope. Calliope. But it's all about this this industry is all about perception. So okay. whatever you see is what you get. Calliope films and can you get a job, mm-hmm. you know, all the way into Indie Art Council and PLT. We've had this nice arc. That's a lot of success, and it's taken a lot of drive to get there. Is there any tips for somebody who would want to be a DP or get a group of friends together and try and do, you know, who might be inspired by any of this, any tips you'd give them? Sure, sure. Yeah, lots of tips. Oh, man, there's so many things. Um Man, the biggest thing is just you. You have to. You have to do something. Um, you have to shoot something. I mean, you're you're you can watch all the training videos and lighting tip videos that you want, and th- and that's super great. But you have to go out and try it and fail a bunch. Um, you know, it's funny. I I I consider, you know, almost. <laughs> this might sound bad, but almost every shoot I have, there are some failures, and that's mm-hmm. just part of it. Something I did, but. I could see myself doing better in the future. I guess I consider that a failure, something that wasn't done to the best it could have been done. Um, but that's great because that's that's how you learn is, is through those things. Um, YouTube is a great place, great resource. Um, but now, I mean, that's the thing. You just have to do it. Find people, get them together, and do it. This is not something you want to do alone. It's an extremely collaborative art uh, when it comes to filmmaking. Like it's not something. It's not stand-up comedy. It's not even being an actor. Which that, you know, you even have your scene partners, but this is super important to split what you're doing. Um, it's a collaborative. You have to have hands and throw ideas around at each other and have someone who can work the camera, someone who can play with lights, whatever. Um, collaborative, uh, that's what this industry is. You have to be willing to work with everyone. So find people that want to walk that path with you. Yeah, I can go on on lots of tips. That's but it. really, you just got to do something. That's yeah. the biggest one. Just pick up the camera and fail a bunch. That's the best advice I can give you. Go out there and make some terrible videos. Because we all did, and we still, I still make very yep. bad videos. It's, that are like, man, that was terrible. It's a lot cheaper to do it now. Right. Go out there and mess up a bunch. That's the, the best advice you can get right now. Just go out there and screw around with your iPhone, a handy cam. Go out there and make some terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Do it. That's and awesome. And you'll find some things you can make that aren't as terrible, slowly but surely. And then uh, how can people find you? Let's say they want to uh, hire you for Calliope Films to, to create a, maybe something for their business or their marketing mm-hmm. needs. Maybe they need a freelance DP or you know camera operator. Or maybe it's someone who's wondering how to get involved with, uh, can you get a job, maybe volunteer and you know be part of that group? Okay, yeah. 
Um, so for Calliope Films, obviously we have the website, filmsbycalliope.com, or Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us through one of those. Um, I can be hired on as just a DP, a camera operator, all the way up to a full-scale production company. So it's kind of whatever you want. Um, that's a new thing I'm trying to explain. A lot of my clients say, yeah, I can just be a DP, just be a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that is actually popular, um, um, represented by a company in New York, and actually represented as a director DP. It's actually becoming the slash is being welcomed in, in bigger markets, people who can direct and DP at the same time, which I don't necessarily love doing, but mm-hmm. um, it, there's a market for it. So I can do that, just direct, just DP, DP and direct. Um, bring me on to execute, or I can help you with your creative and then execute. Um, so whatever you want. Calliope Films, find us. They're really easy to find because we're the only ones with that stupid of a name. <laughs> um Kitty get a job. Um, we meet once a week. We actually have a tryout process to get in. Um, and I hate that we have to be that pretentious and do that. But um, it's because um, we had a lot of people that wanted to join. And um, we had to, we have to have some way to make sure we're only getting people that will benefit the room in a way, you know, not, not even just with talent. I mean, I, I hire, I bring people on first with the passion and the drive to do it. Uh, the talent, we can figure that out. But if you want to be there, that's the biggest thing, and you will be there. That's the biggest thing to me. Um, but it starts with a coffee with me. You grab mm-hmm. coffee with me, and I vet you. And if I decide, all right, let's take you to the room, you come to a writer's meeting, and you pitch yourself. Tell us what you want to do, um, what you want to offer, what you hope to learn, what you hope to gain, why you want to be there. Then uh, the next meeting, you skip, and we vote. The whole room votes. That to me is the most fair, and then everyone in that room has skin in the game in deciding where we take the group in the future. That's super important to me. Everyone has a voice. So, uh, yeah. I think that's it. Right. Can you get a job? Calliope Films. Find us. All right, man. Thank you for taking out the time and being here today. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed the show. Find more at creativesincorporated.com. <laughs>